and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm still, even if it's a new year, a not-so-swift Sam. And we have with us... The man, the myth, the one who doesn't want to speak into the microphone. The crazy legend. The cranky legend. Producer Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... On this episode of the oh, Talk. here we go. Uh, you know, you Kate's actually him... going to come to work today. Am I? I don't know. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work. Today. Well, I did get distracted as we were sitting here because I got a news alert from the Daily Mail. So take it as you wish. But they're saying that she is going to be that Taylor Swift will reportedly be re-recording. And re-releasing Speak Now in the couple in the next couple months, which I don't really feel like is breaking news. Yeah. Let's uh, forever hold our peace on that one. <laughs> Let's just, learn, you know. But there was all this, like, mayhem on the TikTok and all the Swifties were, like, some credit, because I did not even talk to either of you about this. All the Swifties were wound up tight thinking that there was something that was going to happen at midnight on New Year's Eve. Because what's the ultimate midnight? The New first Eve, midnight. yeah. Times Square, like all these, all these theories. Down to Taylor's going to be doing a surprise performance at Times Square. All of this. Wild. What if? I said nothing. Not a thing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Not a thing. Part of me is like, ooh, what would be the most Taylor thing to do? The It's not the first midnight. It's the last midnight. And so what's going to happen is it's going to be like, you know, maybe it's 24, maybe it's 25. Can't be 22 anymore. But like the next big midnight, she causes like a world ending apocalypse. So it's the final midnight. And then she gets like, she gets all eyes on her. She gets her moment. As long as she waits till after the tours, I'm down. (laughs) I'll have seen what I need to see. That's right. You're now in the year of the tour. It's the year of the tour. The year of the tour. Unfortunately, we won't see anything. You'll well, be there. We weren't invited. We weren't invited. We'll have our binoculars in a parking lot, be looking at the side of that building, be discussing the architectural. Oh, is that a flying buttress over there? <laughs> we'll be having a good time. Guys, you'll have a great time with the other dads who weren't invited. We should be like the, yeah, like the chaperones that are just tailgating in the parking lot, cracking down a couple, uh, you know, Milwaukee's finest or something like it's that. It's called Dad Nights. Dad Nights. Yeah, you two can go to the actual bars they have there, hang out, have some food, have a seat, no line for the bathroom, scotch. I don't understand why you're so upset about this. Well, because it's just, you know, it's we're not upset. We're just disappointed. I just don't think that you would be able to survive in that. You would not thrive in that environment. But you really do need to get on those friendship bracelets. Oh, thank you for reminding me. And also, <laughs> sure, no. What, what have you followed up on your end? Have you given me? Some, no, I can't ask for supplies because it'll happen. This is the flamingos all over again. This is that situation right now. I have to make friendship braces for people I'm not even going to become friends with. It's all for you. It's for the podcast. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for the podcast, the greater good. Because do you know that with this tour, Taylor Swift will become the first billionaire made in t- made primarily from music endeavors. Elon Musk never did a music album. 
Paul McCartney? Entirely Paul from music. Paul McCartney. Is he a billionaire? <laughs> Paul McCartney? He's. I would. I would think. I would think that Paul McCartney uh, maybe uh, clipped that button a while ago. Let's look. Well, before yeah. once uh, Michael Jackson bought the rights of his music, I would think that a Beatle. A Beatle. <laughs> At least one of the Beatles. Has he is a billionaire, but he did not make it primarily from music. Well, That's he right. He also has his bicycle company. Oh, and he mauled, He was a model <laughs> at one time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just a musician. He also made wings. Yeah. Not the literal airplane wings. Not entirely on his own, though. Not entirely. Not entirely. on. Because he worked in a group? Taylor has a band behind her, right? And producers. Oh boy, here we go. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I want to start the new year off. What's that song right. that we're doing this week? No, there's more to talk about with Taylor, guys. Oh, <laughs> I did read. Nice try. I did read that uh, this album that she released, Midnight's, sold more LPs than CDs and digital for the first time. I think since the '80s. That's cool. I mean, yeah, digital didn't really pick up in the 80s yet. Well, I mean, when you are printing five albums for one release, yeah. I would think that that would sell more. Than brilliant any. marketing. Just brilliant what marketing. Are her overheads? She's wicked good, that girl. Well, she pre- pre-ordered, so she knew how many to make. Uh, have we done Anta here yet? No, we haven't. We haven't done it yet, okay. no. Because I had this... So. I had this two-for-one Taylor moment that happened to me this past week. Oh, I love when you have Taylor in the wild. Oh, God. And, I mean, it's in the wild basically just through my telephone. Uh, First of all, working at a new place that there's not just Tony Bennett radio every single day, I have heard more songs that I'm like, you can't play that at a restaurant. Oh, no, it's a different place. Awesome. And I've also heard more Taylor that I feel comfortable with at this restaurant. I feel like you would thrive there, and I'm just like... Hey, let me take your order. Is that Taylor? <laughs> this is this album? That's the song? Yep, this is minute one, second 32. I'm always with you. Anyways. So we've been married for five years. Oh, the, t- the ticker <laughs> went up again? Well, you know, we haven't gotten back to five and a half, but... I know, I know. There's still time. I was talking about how I know you're really frustrated with me in like a joking way when you yell Katya at me. <laughs> Katya, Katya. Yeah, my mail order, Brad. Yeah. Uh, Six and a half years of mail ordered bliss. I was uh, listening to, I was going through <laughs> clips and someone was playing like the anti-hero thing. And this is something that you had brought before the sexy baby line that's in anti-hero. And it was like, is she really like, why is she saying sexy baby? Like, why are we talking about sexy babies? And you and I had talked about this. And part of it was you had said, well, she's the monster on the hill. These are all the young starlets and stuff like that. This was a conversation that we had with the um, bartender Corey at the Clipper right? on that, Christmas Eve. That's what it was. Yes. So uh, it was a day that we spent with dad outside of headphones, but it was not a conversation we had with him. Right, right, right. The mm-hmm. follow-up was I saw a video this past week, and it was talking about her old body dysmorphia possibly and how she is so tall compared to most people that are, she interacts yeah. with in her life. And so that's why she feels like, I'm too tall, and she's having problems with that because Sexy Baby is somebody who's like four inches and more below her height. Well, yeah, it's because she's tall. She weighs more. She's bigger. And so she's grander. And so I was thinking like, okay, maybe that's a cool way to look at things. I don't know. And then I saw within like a day or two later, it was like an ad for get one of those AI art apps, and you can like text Mm -hmm. it what you want it to do, and it'll try to paint it. And it said, paint Taylor working at McDonald's and it was 
in my mind, which is strangely accurate, how I described her is like she's an alien. Like there's nobody else that looks like her. It's literally this hodgepodge exaggerated on a, but in a photograph, Taylor face where the, the Mickey Mouse nose is more, or like a, the, the who down in Whoville nose is more prominent. And it's her behind a counter with her Mickey D's jersey. And she's like trying to sell something. And I looked at that and I was like, this is my Taylor Swift nightmare. Because now whenever I'm having a bad day, all I have to do is think about that Taylor and it's there. So that was my real body dysmorphia brought to you by AI. AI, technology, bringing things together from your nightmares. Wow. Wow. Really? I'm not wow. going to lie. You lost me halfway through the AI wow. part. Wow. But anyway, it's um, for everybody, including those listening, a new year, <laughs> new topics, and a new Taylor song for us to listen to. So <laughs> I'm just going to put a pin in any of this, and we'll go into Midnight Rain off Taylor's 10th groundbreaking, record-breaking studio album. Midnights. So we're going to hit pause, you hit pause, and we'll be right back. Well, Sam and Jason. Yeah. That's a no for me, dog. For your viewers back at home, uh, Kate is looking to um, <laughs> me now for a <laughs> precious answer. And I do like the song a little bit. What I don't like about the song is the secondary voice that plays in the song. Okay. It's got this kind of tape wobble to its voice. And I, I think it's, I feel like it's not needed. I feel like she could have done it herself. It's, See, I like the two voices in this. It just I sounds weird. Yeah, like the song is supposed to be unsettling. It's that you're looking back at this relationship and you clearly know you were not what he wanted. You got into this knowing damn well what you should, where he was in life. And you were, you were midnight rain. Like you came out of nowhere. It was dark and stormy and he was sunshine. And I think having this, like her sweet sunshiny voice with this kind of unsettling, chaotic hard to pinpoint voice kind of really drives that midnight rain visionary feel. Like it feels to me like a storm cloud of a voice. Like you don't really know what you're going to get. Is this going to be just a little shower or are you going to get just dumped on? I'm not, is this passing or is this a moment like a, I'm not a hundred percent with the unsettling is the key word, but I understand completely what you're referring to. Jarring maybe. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, a mirror darkly or looking through mm -hmm. your memories and because it's you know it's you're not seeing a clear picture through the rain yeah and it, rain has a way of distorting things echoing things changing how things sound and appear in the light and especially at night yeah, yeah. it's a little haunted it's, yeah it's murky in some ways yeah i, I just i feel like if we're going on the two person like the two voice part this is like if you told an ai to recreate paula cole's where of all the cowboy gone because it goes from that like husky whispery to an angelic voice mm -hmm. there's that dichotomy i'm just not and this isn't like a taylor i'm just nothing grabbed me on it see i love i 
the song hits for me. Yeah, talk about that. Song hits. Well, and I think maybe it's because I see it. Like, I definitely had that relationship where, like, he was ready. He was settled down. He was next steps. And I was not. And I knew where he was, but I didn't want to admit to myself that I was the problem. Hi. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. He wanted comfortable. I wanted that pain. Right. The pain I from having to grow and change. Crazy and, career. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do big things. And I wanted to shake it up. And I was unwilling to compromise or even look at that direction. And I think if I had to do it all over again, I probably would do the same thing. I don't have any regrets. I don't think he has any regrets. I think it didn't work. And it's not one of those like traumatic breakups. And I'm so upset about it and writing like years later. But there are times when I'm like, I wonder how different my life would be if I had just been like, all right, let's do it. Let's do the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the golden retriever in the suburbs of Boston. Yeah. Every day being a Christmas day. Yeah. Like peppermint candy. It looks great. Yeah. It's sweet. Every day being a Christmas day. I know. Which like in my world should be exactly what I want. Yeah. When does a gingerbread, when does a gingerbread house become a gingerbread prison? Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's when the the candy Um, sealant sticks and you can't open the gumdrop door anymore. But yeah, it was just one of those like, you know, nobody understood what was wrong with me when this ended and I was very much like, it's fine. And I went back to work and I went on with my life and he went on directly after that and got married and has three kids and lives in the suburbs. And it's, I, be, I like to think has a very happy life. I haven't seen him or talked to him in years and didn't ever like reconsider that until this song. And I was like, Oh yeah, I've never gone really like maybe some nights, bad night, stormy, time and i'm like oh well my life could be very different right now it is i mean and i like that taylor is exploring that because and she does a little bit in this album too in lavender haze and here about how the societal push to get married and have this 1950s housewife life and you know get you don't have to have kids but dog like marriage why aren't you 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 don't think you want to do that well and so there's just so much pressure on it to be like, yeah, like I could have, I could have taken that path and it wasn't the right path for me and it wouldn't have been the right path for him. And that's okay. Like I'm not. Can, weirdly, if, if we're relating this to your life, do you talk with that person at all that it could have been the. No. Okay. I feel like in, in the same situation happens with this song. It's still kind of that one point perspective. Yeah. You're getting a lot of the whole story, but it's still a one point perspective. There's a nice line, you know, I guess we all get what we wanted, mm-hmm. just what we wanted. And he never thinks of me except for when I'm on TV. Right. And then there's the slight refrain on that. And I never think of him except for midnights like this. There is a weird thing right now. If we look at the grander atmosphere of that line right mm-hmm. there, because it is a one point, one person perspective, that person who could have been a significant other. He's now married. He has the kids. He has the house. He has what he wanted. Right. And they never have to. I never cross their mind except for when on TV. How often is Taylor Swift on TV right now? Or let's say radio or let's say publication or let's say. So you have somebody who possibly, if you look at the grand implications, has that perfect life and yet is constantly haunted by this notion of like, it could have been. I'm so happy. This is what I have to deal with. Whereas Taylor 
is like, you know what? Things are good for you. That's great. And I only think about you on midnights like this. The, the sure, happens I mean, a couple times a year, but a fairly rare occasion. Maybe. I'm Again, Taylor is a, I think it's a fleeting though. It's like when he sees me on TV and it's like, oh, that was a part of my life. Like, I don't, right. I don't get the feeling in this that he's haunted by it. I think he's just like, it's like when you, um, you see somebody that you went to high school with mm-hmm. who you you remember, you knew them, you weren't really friendly, you were friendly with them, but you never stayed in touch and you see it and you're like, oh, they pop up on your Facebook. And you're like, oh, and you move on and you don't think of them again. Like that's kind of the impression I get where it's like they pop up in your social media and you're like, oh, okay, and you move on. For, that's for me what famous people are. When they see it on TV, it's kind of like when you scroll past somebody on Facebook. You're like, oh, they look happy. Yeah. I, mm, there's this, I was, I kept thinking like there was a mention of, there, there's this, there's this great line from Queens of the Stone Age, head like a haunted house. And that oh. really just popped into my brain right now. It's a especially great line. Looking at these lyrics, and especially as you're talking about it, that idea of like, there is something chaotic. That at any moment will pop up. At any moment can do that. And it's kind of like the um, jack-in-the-box that you're you're cranking up and you're waiting mm-hmm. for the pop goes the weasel. But it's almost there and it's never quite there. And I feel like in some for, for somebody who doesn't, um, it's like for the person who has to deep dive because they're not over it. Like there's almost that unsettling moment. And we have those breakups. We have those we breakups have, too. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, ugh. Just gonna do a quick Google search, right? I oof. So mm. let's talk about uh. Oh. Let's t- let's talk about. Do we want? I feel like Taylor's become a bit more restrained in some things. Correct. Well, I mean, she's in a happy, healthy relationship, as far as we know. As far as we know, and let's. So let's, I feel like when you're you're not like fixated. Well, let's let's even take him out of it. Let's take the British boy out of that. She's in a happy, healthy relationship with herself. So it seems. It seems so. Yeah, she, she seems to be. Really kind of calling her own shots. There are pl- she took her power back. Yeah. There are plenty of things in the past couple months that could have garnered her attention, that she could have been an out, uh, outlet on and spoken her mind about. It, mm-hmm. and it feels like she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay in my lane. Be me. She's yeah. loving herself more. She's respecting herself more. Maybe that. Maybe that's the case. Sure. Yeah. She's finding new things that bring her joy. Yeah. She's not looking for midnights like this anymore. No. And that's the big thing of being like, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not gonna Google this person. I'm not gonna look him up on the book face and the MySpace. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm happy. Hope you're happy too. Yeah, yeah. It's daunting in some cases, and I feel like in a lot of her songs where it's like that ravenous. But I am the one. I'm the, I'm being the troll right now. I got to find you. I got to get the answers. I disconnect so hard with a lot of her songs when yeah. it's like that. And this one, it's more of that piece, and it's fine. Lyrically, I'm in. I'm down with it. This shocked me because it's, she's literally taking the. She's like, "Yeah, you wanted this. I did not." Maybe it's because I'm only hearing it with half a head right now, when I can't hear my right ear. But Sam's it didn't. Ears blocked up. It didn't seem like I was missing anything consequential with the melody or beat. I could hear her all here. It just wasn't for me. The off-putting thing, the unsettling thing, was that it's like, oof, I. I think I've heard better Taylor songs. I'm not putting this in like top tier. I'm not even putting this on midnight top tier. 
but I really enjoy it because I think it's one of those. And I think it's a song that you go back to. Mm -hmm. The more you listen to it, it kind of like sticks with you where you're like, oh yeah, I had that really, yeah, huh. I really don't think about that. And I think, you know, we all get so caught up on these relationships that end badly or they're they're a thing and the breakup's a, it's like a all too well breakup or if we're going to stick to our midnight scene, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And sometimes these, I don't want to call them passive breakups, so these breakups where you've just moved on, mm -hmm. you miss the significance of the fact that you're able to have seen what didn't work and before you chased changing yourself or changing them, you just broke apart and you're good and you're fine and you're both doing your thing and you're where you want to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I... I was not the sunshine that you were looking for. Right. If ever and that's okay. You know, if every relationship is a mountain, sometimes you snowball head first into it and you are um, going yeah. faster and faster until you crash. Sometimes it's the long, exhausting hike with a beautiful reward. Sometimes you find yourself in 127 hours and you're like trying to cut your arm off to get out of that situation. And sometimes it's just a flat plateau afterwards. And you're just yeah. like, I'm peacefully walking away. Sure. I feel like this song probably would have been for me stronger or maybe just stronger in general. I think this should have been an actual duet song. I don't think it should have been a just Taylor two voices song. I don't know because it's so deeply from her perspective. And it's, I think part of it too, that for me and I could be very wrong here. So feel free to correct me listeners. But um, it feels to me that it's an internal war that she's having where she wants to be sunshine and she wants to be, the partner and she wants to want what she's supposed to want, but she also wants to be selfish and she wants the fame and the career and the, the materialistic mm -hmm. stuff that you're not supposed to say that you want out loud. And that's kind of the deep dark part of this is she's supposed to want the peppermint well, candies and the picket fence, but I really just want my career and I want to thrive and I want to do well. And I have been told that you really can't have it all. I'm I'm not going to And so I think if there was a duet or another voice in there it would have taken away that mm. that push and pull. And so like when she sings it like you get the sunshiny part. Mm -hmm. You know, it's full of pageant queens and you know. I, I'm not going to cages and fences, but for some it's paradise and like you know, people are like why would you even want all of these trappings? Mm -hmm. But I do, and this is good. Like this is what I worked for, right. and so when you have the the er, the angelic, sunshiny voice with a weird kind of unsettling, deeper Taylor voice, it's like those dark midnight thoughts. Really, like, am I wrong for wanting this? I'm not going to attempt at all to. Am I the asshole here? No, no, no. Well, I, so I I don't think you need correction, but I feel like you just kind of discredited yourself and your opinion on the song a little bit because yes this is kind of like that if you want to say darker undertone of like i was supposed to want things that were this i wanted these things i went this path i took the road not taken as opposed to the road that was paved in front of me but that's your choice and you get to do that and this oh, is this is coming not during that walk this is after long ways after and in both situations yours and hers you've both established yourself. You both have the things that you wanted and it's absolutely no, peaceful. 
What I'm saying is that society has been programming us that we should want the sunshine, not the midnight rain. And so if there had been another voice on here, I think it would have taken that mm-hmm. that pull. Because when you are breaking up, there's you're like, oh, am I going to regret this? Mm-hmm. And then years later, you look back when you think to look back on it. And you're like, oh, no, I certainly do not regret that. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I, I look at that. If we had a second person there, it's like the it's the contributing author. It's the other narrator. Think of like big 90s hip hop songs where the person singing the chorus. It goes exactly with the verse, but it's just hitting that punctuation more. Yeah. See, I just and for me, I think it's such a deeply personal song. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, she did a collaboration with Lana, but Lana doesn't really sing on it. Right. Like she harmonizes a little bit. And that's kind of why I was like, this could have been more of a Lana Del Rey. I I feel like it could have like just it could have been a guy it could have been a girl could have been anybody I just feel like that this little synthesized Taylor wasn't I liked the synthesized Taylor I like that they were having fun with it I like it's a different device I like that she's doing different things I like that she's making it her own unique sound here I feel like it would have sounded worse if she used a talk box but I would have enjoyed it more I think as much as this album was to play for Taylor it was to play for Jack and I think the two of them were hanging out together, not doing much. And they're like, you know, it would be fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of theories on this deeper voice, because if you remember, there was that um, nice boy Ed that came out right before midnight. So we're like, what is this song? Why is Taylor using it? This person's never been heard of before. Is this Joe Alwyn? What is happening? And the nice boy Ed is very similar. Wait, so is hold on. Is this nice boy Ed? Maybe. So we're t- all pretty sure. Like nice boy Ed, it's all famed out. We're all pretty sure it was just Taylor playing around. Mm-hmm. But here, we're gonna hit pause because I can't play this. Sure. You guys hit sure, pause, sure, sure. and I'm playing "Life You Lead" by Nice Boy Ed briefly for Sam and Jason. So like that came out from an artist we've never heard of before. We've got some. Like distorted voice. It's got to be somebody in Taylor's camp, deep within Taylor's circle of trust. Is it Jack? Is it Ed? Is it Taylor? And then we get the midnight rain with her changing it. And we're like, huh. So it's just fun. It was a fun lead up to the album. It's fun that they're playing. I enjoy Midnight's. I'm still all in. I'm still listening pretty frequently. I haven't added much music back into my. We gotta get you into the rotation again. We gotta get you some more music again so you can uh, appreciate your Taylor really and grow from your Taylor. I'm really happy in my midnights. Just really happy. Don't you want that pain anymore? No. I'm really happy in the midnights. <laughs> the midnight rain. Um, yeah. I'm just really excited for a blizzard to play it while drinking my coffee in front of all my big windows. Yeah, 40 minutes north, they get snow. We don't yeah, get it Yeah, we don't get snow. Oh, snow my Christmas yet. tree is only 80% lit right now, though. And then I guess Portsmouth's Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, it's your front yard. It's yours. It's my front yard. It's mine. I keep up with it. Well, anyway, so on that note, I have uh, anything else you'd like to say about no, Didn't hate it. Just didn't really grab me. It's fine. I'm just not a, I'm not a ride or die on this one. Fair. Jason? I already threw in my three cents. <laughs> well, you know. Can you? Dial it back a little bit. You've, you've added way too much conversation-wise to this episode. I apologize for the inconvenience that may have caused you. Lord. <laughs> just edit out the, the five-minute ramble of me and just have yourself going, anyway, this was the part where Sam talked, and we just cut it out for the safety of everybody. For those of you listening at home, 
I usually put my finger in the air and spin it in a circle when I want them to wrap up. I did that for the last 15 minutes and they ignored it. So <laughs> Strong eye contact going on here. You're in the middle of something. All right. All right. Roll that dice. All right. Each week uh, we are rolling the dice. We are going to pick a album and a song. Hold Jill in our hearts. <laughs> album 10. Again? Oh, God, it's been nice again. Yay! Roll it. <laughs> I'm, like, living my best life on this one. Uh, 19, so that doesn't count. Uh, is there? Hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. For one more time. There was only 13 songs. Um, there is 19, because we are doing... There's 20 songs, and we are doing... Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, bye. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, bye. Woulda, right, coulda, Harry shoulda, Styles. bye. Simmer it on is down. Is this on the 3 a.m. special? It is on the 3 a.m. special. You guys are going to hate oh. this one. Oh, boy. 3 a.m. day after swiftness. All right. So we're doing coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Which sounds like it's going to be like the best techno-y uh, late night campground song ever. Or what we're anticipating is a John Mayer takedown baby all too well. A John Mayer takedown all too well. I feel like this is, hasn't that ship already sailed? Oh. Hasn't she already oh. sh shot some cannonballs at old Ironsides over there? Yeah. Dear John was, was awfully assumptive to think that it was about him. <laughs> oh, really now? Mm. We've covered this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna listen to some Purple Rain. Uh, I'm gonna stop being a pain, and oh, I've been driving dear. Kate and Jay insane. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be unsalted and um, remain plain. And as you are listening to this, we are on probably a very close watch of our numbers because we will be hitting twenty thousand streams. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Good news, Jason. No dance party to celebrate, but probably a. T Cup of Joe Takeover. Cup of Joe Takeover. Uh, Kate really wants to do a sing-along. How fun. You can be the bouncing ball. I have to be all the words. <laughs> I think you need to somehow get involved with the Portsmouth Halloween Parade. Because if they can do Thriller, we oh. can do Shake It Off. I know the Thriller dancer ladies. I can ask them. They're lovely. Could Judy. Yeah. Could, I mean, couldn't you all just dress up like Taylor Swift with your sweaters on that night and just do a shake it off down the street with them doing Thriller? A mashup? Monster mash. Plenty of time. We'll reach out. Dear Trevor Bartlett. I think half the Portsmouth people are going to be so focused on Portsmouth 400 that we might be able to sneak this in. We'll just have this party at the other side of town? Yeah. You know, Book and Bar did a Taylor Swift night, a midnight's party on New Year's Eve? Yeah, where do you think I was? I didn't go there. I, mean, I had no idea. You I didn't know either. I heard about it on New Year's Eve. And I was like, so I sent my regular who was going, and I'm like, excuse me. Seems like someone's taking a page out of your book. No, I'm thrilled they did it. I'm just bummed I didn't know about it, because I, I would have posted, mm -hmm. and B would have popped in after work. Well, I hope <sighs> they did a good job. I'm sure they crushed it, but I just would have liked to have, you know, been involved. Day in the new year? Yeah, it's fine. Hey, hey, hey now. It's hey fine, because you know what? What? I'm only, well, potentially two and a half, three and a half months from going to see Taylor. 
and Jay, we could have, would have, should have bought tickets, but we didn't. So I will bid you adieu. On that note, thanks to all of you who are listening, helping us get to 20,000, following, subscribing, rating, reviewing. We would not be able to do this each week without each and every one of you listening to Sam's Coulda, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> Bye. Um, and uh, we are just really incredibly grateful for you guys in this new year and excited to do it all over again in 2023. 2023, the place to be. Yeah. Another, to, what, to, 50 episodes to go this year? We could, yeah, we could, do, we could do another 50. Let's do 70. Let's do 60. Anyway. Um, no, this year we still got plenty of songs to go. Yeah. Are there, there, I thought there were only like 20 songs left in the catalog. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> no? More? All right. Per album. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. I am not so Swifty. The <laughs> and we'll see you next week as we're staying in Midnight's with What a Cut a Shitta. Bye. Bye.